consigning Adam. He saw dog and called the name dog. He knew that all the animals around him, none was suitable for him. That is the power of perception. It is the power of spiritual sight. Lord, may I not see. May I not see men like trees. May I not be confused. Give me clarity. Thank you, Holy Ghost. We give you all the glory. We bless your name for this gathering today. Do what only you can do and take all the glory in our midst. We give you all the glory. We exalt your name. In Jesus' name we have worshipped. Can you give the Lord a praise this afternoon? Hallelujah. Please help me celebrate your pastors again for having me. Amen. Amen and amen. Please take your seats. Amen. Amen. I want to teach this afternoon. Please be on the strings for me, all right? Thank you. But just make it really low. Like, don't bring it high. Okay, I'll tell you when to bring it high. I want to teach this morning on careers of fire. Careers of fire. Amen. First Corinthians 2, verse 4 to 5. Careers of fire. 1 Corinthians 2, verse 4 to 5, very quickly, because of time. And my speech and my preaching were not with... Can I have it in Amplified? I really need it in Amplified version. Amplified version. Good. And my message, listen very attentively. Make sure that you're not distracted in any way. And my message and my preaching were not in persuasive words of wisdom. This is Apostle Paul's writing. Not in a persuasive words of wisdom, using clever rhetoric. That is, he had a gift of speaking. He was intelligent in his speech. He says, not in persuasive words of wisdom, using clever rhetoric, but they were delivered in demonstration of the Holy Spirit operating through me and of his power, stirring the minds of the listeners and persuading them. So what Apostle Paul was saying in a nutshell from this is that human wisdom has limitation. He said as clever as his speech may likely or may look seemingly, but 
they could not, they had its limited capacity. They did not have this intelligent rhetoric, his clever speech, did not have the capacity, the unlimited capacity to stir the minds of the listeners and to persuade them. So in other words, no matter how much I know scriptures for myself, if it's not backed up with power, it cannot be effective. It is when your speech is backed up with fire, when your speech is backed up with power, that it can build, it can cause a transference into the hearts of men. It can cause an igniting into the hearts of, into the hearts of men. No wonder Ian Bound said, he said, he said, when ministers pray, when people pray, when people, when people prepare for a sermon or prepare for a business without prayers, there is a limit to what it can really do. Ian Bound said, there is no pew without prayers. There is no pulpit without prayer. For you to have an effective transference to the pew from the pulpit, prayer is most effective than having effective scriptures. So in other words, Paul was clever, he was intelligent, but he understood very quickly that you see me that was once the killer of Christians, how do I, how will I even speak to these same persons that I criticized, I persecuted. How do I, no matter how intelligent I am, how do I stare? How do I stare the Holy Ghost inside of the people? My intelligence cannot do anything. It has its limits. But it, when there is, when it's delivered in the demonstration of the Holy Ghost operating through me, there will be an unlimited staring in the minds of the listeners and persuading them. You cannot truly convert a soul until you have fire on your inside. So something must be backing you up. No matter how much you carry the pamphlets, the flyers. I tell my people when they are going out to, to publicize our programs, they pray intensely before they go out. Because it takes power to convert people. It takes power. No matter how strategic. You see, we have grown too much with all the brands, the strategies, the measures, which is very good because there is the wisdom and the power of God. But you see, don't have the wisdom and don't have power. You must have the two. That's what makes it a spiritual balanced diet. Why do we need fire? Very quickly. And before I go there, Revelation 3 verse 15 to 16 says, I know your works, that you are neither hot nor cold. But I could wish you were cold or hot. So then, because you are lukewarm. So many times you are either here or there. You are lukewarm. You are spiritually useless. You are neither hot nor cold. He says, I will vomit you out of my mouth. So, in other words, if you are here, be here. If you are there, be there. Because you need something hot to execute something powerful. The gospel is power. So, if you have to, if you are someone who understands that you are a witness, you are created to be a witness. If you are someone who understands that you are a woman who has been created to witness unto the ends of the earth, you realize that the only way you can truly witness is that you must be hot so that you can execute the gospel because the gospel itself is power. So, why do men need fire very quickly? Characteristics of people of fire. Number one. They are audacious. People of fire are audacious. They are fearless. They are bold. Let's look at Acts chapter 4, verse 13. Very quickly, Acts chapter 4, verse 13. NKJV. Acts chapter 4, verse 13. 
Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men, they marveled. And they realized that what? I didn't hear you. They realized that what? So in other words, when you spend time with Jesus, boldness becomes your product. When you spend time with Jesus, fearlessness becomes your attitude. Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated and untrained, so in other words, they were not even educated, so they were amazed. Because you see, sometimes you think that is the degree, all your degrees put together that makes you bold. Have you ever wondered why some people who graduate, graduate first class, they are still timid? I met a beautiful lady and I was admiring her beauty. I was like, man, you are tall, you are beautiful. You are go- Gosh, you are such a damn cell. And when I got up close with this lady, I realized she was battling with low self-esteem. Beautiful from a rich home. So I, it, got, it came to me, I learned very early from my experience, that when you don't spend time with Jesus... No matter how beautiful, how intelligent you are, how skillful you think you are, how fluent you are, you will still be timid. You cannot confront situations, you cannot confront things because you are timid. You cannot do the things that have been required of you to do because you are timid. Why? Because you don't spend time with Jesus. I used to be a very, I used to be a lady who can be, who who, who was really timid. I was somebody that never liked my shape. I felt like I was thin, and I had one uncle, family friend, that used to call me scientific linge linge. I didn't have hips, I didn't have butts. I'm sure maybe some of you would have listened, have followed us very close. You'd have heard my husband say he was looking for a woman with front and back. I didn't have front, I didn't have back. But you see, I had something. I knew how to be intimate with Jesus. So even when it didn't look like I was one of the choices for my husband. I didn't try to do surgical hip. Hip surgery. I didn't do butt surgery. I only spent time with him so that I can be bored with what he has given me. So when you, when you get intimidated by whose you are, who you are, your identity, is because you don't spend time with Jesus. When you spend time with him, fear is naturally taken away. So it says they have been with Jesus. They perceive. Remember, the word is perceive. So boldness can be perceived. So also, when you are timid, people can perceive it. They knew. They were uneducated. They couldn't believe it, Peter and John. Maybe when they even, when they even speak grammar, it's like is, was. You know that kind of thing. When people talk about like that, you know, when they're supposed to say is, they say was. When they're supposed to say she, they say he. You know that kind of grammar. So maybe they were just that kind, untrained, uneducated. But when they saw them, because you see, your, your, your education cannot confront demons. There are realms that you want to bask into. It's not your education is not sufficient. I didn't say there's anything wrong with being educated. But education has its limits. They perceived that these ones had been with Jesus. I tell people, I say, stop, 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 stop building confidence around a man. I tell ladies, Stop cohabiting to know the man. Stop cohabiting to know the man will like you because you are suffering from identity. Go and cohabit with Jesus. Go and cohabit with him. I was a hot cake, a sought after in my singlehood. 
I'm telling you the truth. It's not because I was fine. When you carry the presence of God, there is a fragrance of attraction. Have you not seen a lady that may not look put together? And when, when you see her, like, man, she's, wow, see the guy she's getting married to. I had one in my class, in university, in my level. She was, we were cosmates. When they told us the guy she was going out with, I even me look again, like, man, this girl, where did she get this one from? This girl was wasted on God. She would spend time. She was everything. Everything was all about God. Even at the time, some of my customers used to like, ah, you're too spiritual, you're too this. You need to see the kind of man she married. So it's not about that you are with all your beauty and fluency, you're still receiving heartbreaks. That's the thing that it's not by beauty. It's not. It's not sufficient in itself. Beautiful people marry very unfaithful spouse. So it's not in the beauty. They perceive that these ones had been with Jesus. If you need to confront, if you need to enter into a realm, you will need to spend time with Jesus. It makes you bold. It makes you audacious. You are fearless. Why do you think Apostle Paul was entering some cities? He says, I am a prisoner of what? He was chained to the gospel. He was chained for Christ. He went to places. Even when the people around would be like, ah, no, I don't think you should go to Damascus. I don't think you should get there. He will go there. Why? Because he knew who was his backing. Audacious to be bold. As, Acts 4 verse 23 to 24. No, sorry. Acts 4 verse 8. Say then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, rulers of the people and elders of Israel, the Sahendrians, the courts, they were confronting, they, they, they were not pleased with what Peter and John they were doing. So they were confronting them. Peter did not just speak. You are too in a hurry to confront your enemies. You are too much in a hurry. The Bible says then Peter filled with the Holy Spirit. There has to be a fullness of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost has to come upon you to fill you with boldness. Don't see, don't, don't just have encounters in a program. Make sure you have it in your home. Encounters in a program is not enough. I've had angelic encounters in my room. Some of you just come after program, you are falling, you have done everything, partitions. You go back to your home, it's, you have become cold automatically. Hunger for encounters in your house. They didn't spend time with Jesus in a program, it was their home. And Peter filled with the Holy Spirit said to them, because, because you see, you don't, you don't confront people who are opposing you with just empty speech. Your speech can be empty if it's not backed up with power. It's just flat. And they spoke to the rulers of the people and elders of Israel. That was how they perceived that these ones were bold. Number two, very quickly. Men, people who carry fire. Are people who command attention. People ask us questions. How come about the windows? How do you get these kits you get? We pray. When our prayer life is low, it's very hard to get stories. Sometimes after praying, like most wake up, ah, oh, wow, I just got this inspiration. I just got this idea. People have asked us prophets suddenly. How did the story come about? I can't explain to you because the mysteries of God are unexplainable. And so we'll pray and then that's how the inspiration will just drop. The revelations, the foresights, the insights. And you cannot, you cannot have inspiration from God and your business will not command attention. 
do you know as a tailor you can sit down you don't need to open check pin interest god will just be giving you creative ideas people are asking you how did you do it you say i don't understand but i just noticed i had drawing skills you are a caterer people ask you why is it that your cake you need to get to a realm when when you are baking and putting your recipe together I'm, i tell my girl that is a baker you need to print all that cake some of you casualize things and say god as people eat this cake let cancer be healed as they eat this cake let them, let them begin to experience the supernatural a lady told me one time that every time she makes my head she feels something inside because your hair should not be ordinary you to get to that point now when you cook when i cook for my husband i speak into it i don't just cook for cooking sake <laughs> even if it's cup of tea i'm intentional because you can command attention for those of you that are wise i say my husband is not giving attention speaking to the food you are presenting to him it works because if native doctor tells you to carry your shoe, the shoe of the person that is fighting you, and just speaking to it, chanting to it. What happens? The thing happens. How much more you that have a higher superior authority? The problem is that you are not speaking. Your speech is empty. Bony men command attention. Command attention. In June, I was I was invited to Ghana some years ago when i was single that was the school i was supposed to finish up my masters my uncle was the one supposed to sponsor my my masters but somehow somebody my aunt came in his wife and to cut the long story short she altered the process i was one of the best students that emerged in that university Kumasi, KNUST. i was invited there to come and speak and many years after, after Rune, I tried my best to see one of the ambassadors, to see the chaplain of the school that year, so I could defend my admission. There was no way because a man was sponsoring me. And years after, after staying consistently with God, I got a mail that I was going to speak at the same school. I struggled to see the chaplain. When I got into the university, they came to welcome me at the airport. They, 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 they organized with the airport authorities. They were waiting for me. They told me that I should just hold on, that people are waiting for me. They came with all manner, how they, the way Ghana, they welcome you and everything. They told me that the chaplain of the university was waiting for me. Do you know when I got there, the man was standing until I entered his office? This was the same person. This was not the same person, but one of the chaplain now. But years ago, I was trying to see a chaplain. I couldn't. When you born and born, you command attention. It's just a matter of time. The Bible says, speaking about John, John 5, verse 35, he says he was a burning. It is not that you burnt yesterday, today you are no longer burning. It is a continuous present tense. He was a burning and a shiny light. Don't burn yesterday or burn today and you're not burning tomorrow. It doesn't work like that. He was the burning and shining lamp. So, in other words, his lamp never went dim. It was increasing on a daily basis. Don't be on prayer. Your prayer life is slow. You're always like, oh, my word life is low. My prayer life is low. There is no car that drives well on very low fuel. You'll be, you'll be scared when you're driving. Say, hey, my, my fuel tank is extremely low. It may jack. It may jack. Some of you are living on, you are jacking. You're not living. 
He was a burning and a shining light. And what happened? You were willing, willingness. So in other words, when you are burning, people are willing. You command willingness from people. You were willing for a time to do what? To rejoice in his light. Because you are born. Let me tell you something. When you carry fire, it commands the attention of even your enemies. There's a pastor, a female pastor. You know, in this our ministry, in this our field, there are too many politicians but few friends. Too many competitors. There are people who hail you, but they are the real enemies. And that's why words of affirmation is not my love language. You can't tell me, hey, mama, hey, pastor, you are doing a me. I'm not moved by what you say to me. I love appreciation, but it doesn't, words of affirmation. I'm not waiting for you to tell me I'm fine or one thing, one thing. I'm too confident in Christ to be secured in him. The lady said, ah, oh, she, she came in with the fact that I should, she wants some protege, blah, 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 and all of that. And so I started pouring. I just have an open book. I have any question you ask me, I will answer. I don't, I don't have any idea I'm hiding. What am I hiding? It's not God that is giving me the inspiration. That's why I, I started noticing funny things. She, I saw that she was now being competitive and all of that. I just laughed. Sometimes, you know, at, at that time, I was not even in this level. And so somehow, to cut long story short, she'll be checking my status. And one day, of course, you know, Never hibernate with God because when you hibernate, you will lose attention. Don't make people applaud you and think that you are there. Keep on pushing. Push. Never let your well run dry. <laughs> As I kept on pushing, anything, God, I said, please, anything. This lady this year reached out to me after a long while. She said, Oh, great works you are doing, Pastor Only. You are doing so great. And this, this, that. I said, Oh, pray. And learn to ascribe the glory to God. There are people that we have seen on this lane, this field, the ministry. Very glaring, clear competitors, politicians. But you see, when you walk with God and you keep on burning, even your enemies will come and meet you. I'm telling you, you're not the one that chose them as enemies, but they just became envious of you. Because success, even if he's a friend of all, <laughs> He was the burning and shine, and you were willing for a time. Go and burn and shine. Leave who did not celebrate your birthday. Who is doing this? Who did not call you? Forget all those. Those are petty things. Go and burn and shine. When you burn and shine, even the people that don't know you, they will celebrate your birthday. My birthday message is since last year. I'm still reading it. How much more this year? I'm talking about it, not celebrate your birthday. Leave all those things. Go and burn. Go and carry fire. When you carry it, people will look for you. What is wrong with you as, a, as an employee that you go into? Do you know that before I got married to my husband, during board meeting, my boss would invite me to sit. I was just a mere accountant in the department. And when we sit, before we, I, when I know that we're having a meeting, I will pray to God. I say, God, wisdom to know the right words. Don't just go for meeting empty. And when I ask for ideas, I open my mind. It's my idea my boss will take. When I was leaving the company, my boss felt it. He felt it. I was the only person that year that he paid off. And he, he was not having anything for me. It's not every time man is having something for a woman. Because when you have that mindset every time, you will not born. 
Exodus 2, 3, verse 2 to 3. It says, And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire from the midst of a bush. This was about Moses. Moses went to the mountain of Herob. He was taking care of his father-in-law's, you know, um, animals and all of that. So when he got there, he put aside what he was doing. He said, And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire from the midst of a bush. So he looked and behold. Why did he look? Because fire makes you look. It makes you see. It's, it's commands, it naturally calls your gaze. It commands a gaze. So before he could have looked at that wave, was, he could, he, I mean, he was, probably was doing something else or just there. But making the fire started burning. And the funny thing was that the fire was burning, but the bush wasn't burnt. And so he looked and behold, the bush burning with fire, but the bush was not consumed. So fire brings attention. Even in your house, physical fire brings attention. There's a way, God forbid, maybe your kitchen somewhere is burning. What happens? You will naturally run to that spot, right? To know what's going on. How much more spiritual fire it brings attention. Number three. Fire makes you a majority. When you carry fire, become a majority. 1 Kings 18, verse 20 to 22. 1 Kings 18, 20 to 22. Listen to this. So Ahab sent for all the children of Israel and gather the prophets together on Mount Carmel. And Elijah came to all the people and said, How long will you falter between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. That's the problem. If, if, if it's Baal, follow him. Some of you are following Baal, you are following God. We don't know who you are following. Today you are a Christian in church. Tomorrow in your office you are, you are, you are just a, you are a program Christian. Christianity is democracy for you. How long will you falter between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. If Baal, follow him. But the people answered him, not a word. Then Elijah said to the people, I alone am left a prophet of the Lord. So there were other prophets, but it was the only one that emerged. I alone am left a prophet of the Lord, but Baal's prophets are 450 men as against one. 23. Therefore, let them give us two bulls and let them choose one bull for themselves, cut in pieces and lay it on the floor. Anyway, the summary of it all is that what happened? There was fire on his own trench, but what happened to Baal's? Dear God, nothing happened to them. And no wonder it says, one with God is majority. But the problem is that many times you don't want to be a remnant for Christ. Everybody is doing it. You dance along. You want to be there. They are cutting corners. You go to work. You go to work by 8 o'clock. You write 8.30. And you say, God's mercy endures forever. You are the one. Thank God, Pastor was saying it yesterday. Mama, yesterday. You are the one who is the fashion designer. You don't. You are the one that says you are Christian, but you are the one that when they bring cloth, you tear and tear. You bring. You put all the cleavage together because you love money. You 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 are so attached to money that money has become a top priority than your Christian values. 
You write hashtag, I am burning for God. But when we see your picture on social media, we don't understand how your hashtag goes with the selfie. Your caption speaks, I am burning for God. But we see the cleavage. We don't know whether you are trying to front something. We don't, we are confused. You confuse us on social media. Sometimes you may not even post, but the comments and the people you follow on social media, they say they are happening. They are the happening babe. so you follow. So many of us want to be part of the 450 because through our attitudes, we respond to bow more than respond to God. We don't like, do you know that I worked in an office? And in that office, all my colleagues, all, I mean all, they bring out their phone and they watch porn. When I was single. They watch porn. In my office, the boss I worked with is someone that loves Groove. And he owned a wine company in South Africa. So in the evening from 5 o'clock, everybody's bringing out alcoholic wine to shack. Don't ask me, ma, is, 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 is alcohol a sin? I don't know about you. But I decided to marry royalty. So one of my values was that the man was not drink alcohol. They will all bring out phone. I'm telling you to watch porn in office. They used to entertain themselves in my office. At the end of every year, my boss hosts a party where you see married women sleeping with single ladies and even other married women. I told myself I was the only person in the full company that never attended the party. He said, hey, don't worry now. When your wedding is coming up, you will see. You will see how other people will attend. I said, let them not attend. After me, my husband, the priest, I'm okay. No, it's because, it be, it be, it because you want to carry the crowd. When you are a remnant for God, you are different. When you are a remnant for God, you don't follow crowd. You are an exception and they can pick you amongst many. You, I don't, there are weddings in my office I select. Let my colleagues be getting married. I know because whenever I go, they will do to care, to care, to do, to care, to care. And sometimes I get back home and reading scripture, I'm hearing to care, to care. What's up in the air? Because what you listen to affects your morality, your 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 your, your spirits. It's enough that it's already everywhere. As, I, as you're walking on the road, you're already seeing the things. Then why will you not carry yourself to the environment when you can decide your environment? They'll watch porn. They will do a man of it. They will dance as in play. Secular. I'm like, I'm done for today. Or I'm done with my work. Like, you're too rigid. You're too this. Ah, they didn't see. Let me see how people will follow you. How people will... Yeah. The same people that, that mocked me that time that the same people sending message today that only you are doing great. What if I bowed to bow? What if? Because that's the problem. You're not willing to wait to be a kingdom waiter. What if I bowed to bow? Today there have been a different story. Because you see, you're waiting on God. Your sacrifice, your stay with value. It's not easy. Oh. Keeping my body in my singles like God mind wasn't an easy task. Was I tempted? Oh, yes. Stay there because you don't know your tomorrow. I didn't know whether I will become the windows tomorrow, but I refuse to bow to bow. When you become a remnant for Christ, He exposes you to more of you. 
He said, I am the only one left of the prophet of the Lord. There are many fake prophets all over the earth. But I have decided to be the Elijah that will not bow. I've decided to be the Amaka that will not bow. I've decided to be the joy that will not bow. I don't care whether everybody is doing it. I will not bow. At the time, my mother thought I was possessed because every other guy that was coming around me, I would say, Mommy, I don't want this guy. She'll be like, Are you attracted to poverty? Because these guys, they had it. Is it money? I was working in a city that people were willing to pay my flight tickets. She would tell me, are you possessed? I said, depends on the possession. You can be possessed by, the, by demons, can be possessed by the Holy Ghost. I'm possessed by the Holy Ghost. So I can't be in a hurry to choose. And when I finally met my husband, my mother said, of all people, it's not the same guy that you're laughing at that was washing plate in your pastor's house. I said, just a matter of time. God has shown me that this one will be great. I refuse to bow to bows. And will there be situations that want to push you to do it? Oh, yes. But you tell yourself, no, you have come too late, oh devil. And you know the point is, God will show himself in your life if you can only just wait. One with God is indeed a majority. So you can be one, but there are soldiers of Holy Spirit. There are soldiers of spirits around you. Army of spirits. That we hold your hands through it. Number three, what number? Number four. Fire makes you design. It makes you see. Second Kings 6 verse 8 to 18. 2 Kings 6, verse 8 to 18. Very quickly. 2 Kings 6. Good. I love this scripture very well. Fire makes you see. Fire makes you design. Now the king of Syria was making war against Israel. And he consulted with his servants saying, my camp will be in such and such a place. So the king of Syria was strategizing on the war. He was going to war against the king of Israel. Listen very attentively. Verse 9. And the man of God sent to the king of Israel, saying, the man of God was Elisha, beware that you do not pass this place, for the Syrians are coming down there. Then the king of Syria, the king of Israel sent someone to the place of which the man of God had told him. Thus he warned him, and he was watchful there, not just once or twice. So Elisha told the king of Israel, sorry, Elisha told the king of Israel not to go to so, so, so and so a place for the king of Syria had prepared a strategy, had strategized war against him and they were coming to a particular spot. Therefore, the heart of the king of Syria was greatly troubled by this thing and he called his servants and said to them, will you not show me which of us is for the king of Israel? And one of the servants said, None, my lord, O king. But Elisha, the prophet who is in Israel, tells the king of Israel the words that you do what? Elisha was not in the king of Syria's bedroom, but he could tell what the king of Syria was planning. That is what, that is what discernment does. You don't need to check phone to know what your guy is doing. 
this, that was his song this morning. May we not see men like three spiritual glycoma. When you carry fire, you can see beyond you. That is why even people that are blind, they can see. It's not, it's not in wearing glasses. Elisha was in Israel. But he could tell that the king of Syria was threatened. Who is releasing this information? He even was blaming his servants. That Abba, inside is our bed. You know what it is for a king to have meat inside bedroom? That is the inner carcass. But even in the inner, inner of carcass, Elisha could tell from a distance what was going on. You don't need to check, check phones or check WhatsApp when you have a spiritual WhatsApp. Checking WhatsApp to know what the guy is doing. Hey, I need to check his phone. I need to check. I need to do this. Do you know when you stay with God, he that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. When you stay with God, you will, you will know who is faithful or is not faithful. You don't need to see physical evidence. There was a guy that was fooling around when I was single. He was asking me out. It was one of the persons that was very close to my pastor. Come, come, let me say this thing. Don't be deceived, ladies. That the person is close to your pastor doesn't mean the person is very spiritual. Don't be deceived. Because your pastor cannot drive people away from church. So they are close to him. They are smiling. He's close to my pastor. That's why. That he's close to the anointed doesn't make him anointed. But close. Every time I finish, uh, we finish service, he will see me off on the road. And his tongue is very thick. So one day he asked me out, and of course I liked him physically, that's the truth. And I liked his look, I like Christianity. You know, people can look, no wonder scripture says, don't be confused with seemingly words. The way of men can be seemingly words, right? And he would see me off to call the long social. One day as he was seeing me off as usual, I just said, ah, he asked me out. I said, please, do you have a child? He said, what nonsense? How can you be asking me? Me that is close to pastor. How can you even be raising such a question? When they do like that, tickets. Don't just say, no, sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I couldn't have said so. Defense can be a red signal. And so I say, okay, okay, it's okay. Ah, you don't need to shout. You just say yes or no. Now, if you go for interview, they ask you a question. Is that you say yes or you say no? Simple. I came from a broken home. So I was very intentional. Because you see, lay your hands to deliver you is not enough. If you don't have sense, you don't have it. It's not enough. Because the Bible says that what? By lack of knowledge, people perish. People perish for what? Lack of knowledge. So if you don't know, and knowing comes from spiritual sight. If you don't know, what you think happened to your parents can also happen to you. So I came from a broken home. I was very intentional. I saw my, the way my dad beat my mom. I was not ready to go through that route. So I was, I was cross-checking in the spirit anyhow. Every man that comes to meet me, I will go home. I will pray with his name up. I say, God, make your daughter not make a mistake. Because marriage is a serious affair. And so the guy, when I got home, he said, oh, he called me. He said, sorry that for the way right. I said, okay, fine, don't worry. I asked him again. Because you see, when you have an intimacy with God, there's also always a restlessness in your spirits when something is not sitting well. And I was restless. 
a part of me wanted to be emotional and say, which kind of question are they even ask this guy? But somehow, every time I pray this guy's name up, I would be restless. And I asked him again. He quarreled the same quarrel. I said, ah, I said, this quarrel is becoming too much. Like, you won't be, you won't be seeing me off again. And so I decided to pass it because I was too sure of my restlessness. I didn't see him in children's departments to ask him. I didn't see him with one boy holding the boy. I didn't see him with a Bible I didn't see him with. I didn't see him with anything that looks like a child. I didn't see him with pampas. He didn't stop at any shop to buy pampas. I didn't see him with anything. So, after like four months of consistently lying to me, he called me one day. I told him, I said, you know what? I don't want to see you again. We'll see in church. That's okay for us. So one day he called me. I said, let's see. I said, I don't want to see you. He said, let's see. Please, he's begging. I went to see him. And then it's called long story short. He said he has a child. As at that time, the child was seven years. Now, the problem with having a child, that was my problem. My problem with him is not about him having a child. Is that he was a faithful liar. So the thing is, what if I did not see? What if I didn't design? What if? That's my point. What if I didn't? And that's how so many persons have blindedly entered marriage. No matter, it's good to have emotions, have attraction, all of that. They are good though. But don't joke with discernment. Discernment is a tool for deciding. There was one guy that was liking me. He was one of... In fact, he was one of the top persons in a big church in Nigeria. I won't call the name of the church. He has asked me out. I was already contemplating. I was already deciding. Small thing is to say yes to this guy. He traveled one day. So he called me every time. There was this particular day. He called me. I just called him. No, he called me. And I said, how are you doing? How are you doing? How are you doing? When I called me, oh, I said, fine. He said, work has been very hectic. He traveled for a trip. And I said, I don't know where. We're almost, we're already rounding off. And I said, I called his name. I said, you are with a guy. You are with a lady there. And you had sex. You know, eh, there's a way you will say something. It's not a question. And the person is not expecting. The person will be stammering. He was stammering. He said, uh, he, he didn't know when he had to say the truth. That really is true. He, he, only he's pouring it out. He, he didn't just have it that yes, he had it the previous day. This was somebody I was almost saying yes to. Discernment is a safety tool. To save you. Marrying a pastor has taught me to be more designing and being a pastor. To design who comes into your home, who visits your house. Because anybody can come in and pollute your atmosphere. I remember a girl that was supposed to, was supposed to be my PA. She was very close to me, very close. I didn't know that she was a devil in disguise. Was serving me, would give me water. To cut a long story short, I gave birth to my child. And 12 a.m. in the night, as I was lying down, I just finished breastfeeding. Just slept off, not up to five minutes. I was hearing, First lady. In the compound where we were, nobody knew me. We're the only ones even in the compound as first lady, because that's what they call me in church. And so my husband, I tapped my husband, somebody, I'm hearing my name. And in the dream, Someone appeared to me and said, it was just five minutes into that. You know that kind of sleep, five minutes, you just be dreaming. 
I was seeing a lady press me and say, Mama, Mama, answer, answer, I need help. I jumped up. I said, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. I woke my husband up. I said, I'm hearing. He woke up and was hearing. I'm not talking about home video, real life. 12 a.m. He was hearing, First lady. The guy in my living room was hearing the same name six times. The name faded off. First lady. After that, my husband had to call pastor, call this. I called my mother-in-law, everybody. And they started praying in my house. There was a revelation that was seen that the person that is supposedly my personal assistant was, was targeting my husband, but I was blocking him. And to call long social confession came out. It didn't just end the revelation. And before this thing, this experience happened to my mother came one day. My mom is not blah, 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 blah. But she's very sensitive. Because you can be loud in your mouth, but not loud in spirits. She came one day, she said, Howley, the atmosphere in your house is cold. You are too busy breastfeeding and you are not protecting your gates. I see people come into your house, come out, enter your kitchen. Oh, nice. You're a pastor's wife. But your prayer life is low and you don't know who you are entertaining. You know, the Shulamite woman saw Elisha on the road. She perceived that this is the holy man. Your perception must be on alert. Your antenna must be positioned to receive signals at all times. Nothing like I'm pregnant. That's why my spiritual life is low. Get audio Bible. Don't ever leave the vacuum. Don't ever leave your spiritual life empty. And so my mother said, you are not protecting your gates. One day, this particular girl was in the same room with my mother. My mother came to meet me in the parlor. It was in night. She said, who is this girl? I said, she's my daughter. She said, there's something about this girl. I said, mommy, there's nothing. You started. He said, my daughter, listen to me forward and that was how I ended up almost in a mess in my marriage <laughs> I tell ladies wives when they come around me don't carry offense in your heart that your prayer life becomes low because your gates will be opened I don't care whether Adam was not in his place but where was Eve she could have been in a better place one of my mentors told me, he said, if your husband's prayer life is low, don't go with the fact that the man must be the priest. Fill it up. Don't you ever leave the prayer life low. Because if you don't see, your home will be in danger. What happened to the Shunammite woman after giving birth to a child? It was the child that followed the, the husband to the farm, Right? But when the child was sick, what happened? The husband called the wife. That's typical of an African man. He called the wife and said, see, 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 I don't know what's happening. Let me send him to you. Because when a child is sick, school run, everything, many of the times, is the mother. The woman could have been angry. Because people me reading the scripture, I'm like, what rubbish? This is a typical African man. I'm like, you are still in the farm working. The child is sick. Why can't you come back and go and let's profess solution? He sent the child to the mother. She didn't have time because she knew that blames are openness, open, open channels for enemies to penetrate. And she went ahead. She took the child. Thank God the husband called back. Let me put it in a contemporary state. Called back and said, Ah, what's happening? She said, It is where? Because a woman who sees guides her speech. 
speech is guided. She said it is well. It wasn't ready. Man, the guy, the boy was already dead. She knew that her husband did not have the spiritual capacity to come into play. So she acted as the priest. When you hold grudges, it is the man that has to do it. Man, I have been there. So I'm talking from experience. Revelation, you will lose your home. Just take everybody that comes in, Mama, Mama, Papa, and you're there silent. Stop arguing, it's not necessary. Go and pray because sometimes, men, you have to pray, they can be too logical. You have to pray to break through. It's not their fault, they are just being humans. She carried the child to the problem. She was the one who perceived, remember, that invited Elisha in. She was still the same person that carried the dead child. The man was in the farm, oh, he didn't know what was going on. She didn't care at that point because, see, we're not talking headship here. Your salvation is personal to you. You're nothing like Mr. and Mrs. in heaven. You must build your discernments. Don't be having spiritual like Homer. You must, you must see. Don't just, not everybody that is in church is, is real. You have to see beyond the activities. Because activity does not equate spirituality. <laughs> Fire makes you. And the only way you can design is to carry the power of the Holy Ghost. The people will tell me, say, Mama, how will you not be in a meeting but you can hear volumes of what somebody saying in their heart? It's discernments. I was telling somebody two days ago on phone, I said, I can't afford to, pr- to play with my prayer life. I cannot. Because it makes me see. I'm doing business and not seeing. See, see there, is, there is the Holy Ghost that comes upon a man. It's beyond CCTV camera. And Elisha prayed that his servant should see. Because listen, you know, Mama said it yesterday evening. When you have security men, you ask, how's it? Don't just be the only one seeing. They need to see. Because if your security man can see, he will protect the gates beyond gone. Okay. Number what? They are a terror to the kingdom of darkness. And are identified by darkness. My last point. People will carry fire. Let's look at Acts 19. Verse 11 to 16. Acts 19. I love this scripture. Verse 11 to 16. Now God worked unusual miracles by the hands of Paul. Watch this. Listen. So that even handkerchiefs or aprons were brought from his body. <laughs> that is the trips collection you buy. Eh? You will now wear it. If they take it from you, it can heal the sick. You are not there. That was who Paul was. That even when Kachis or aprons were brought from his body to the sick, and the diseases left them. That is, Paul was not present, but his items was doing the work. Just like Peter's shadow was healing the sick. That is to say, if you hold a cup, and it's your cup, if somebody drinks water from a person, can be healed. So power is transferred into anything you wear or you hold, even your handbag. <laughs> they said, Catherine Kuma, that time I was reading God's general. 
She will come down from her room. She will pass through kitchen. Her, all her maids, she passed through. They were all falling. Is it Benny? <laughs> I've forgotten the name of the God's general. She's in a ship. She has not gotten to... The people are doing programming in this particular venue. From where she was, the water sides. Miracles are happening. Something is shaking. There's a trans... Because when you are somebody, when you carry something, all the items around you, there's a power transference. Even Nankachis or aprons were brought from his body to the sick. And diseases left them. And evil spirits went out of them. 13. Then some of the itinerant Jewish exorcists, they took it up. They, they, you know, sometimes you see, you think that what you are seeing, you can just pick it and just do. They took it upon themselves to call the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil spirits, saying, We exorcise you by the Jesus whom Paul preaches. Is it by his by talk, Jesus? What is in your inner man? By Jesus whom Paul preaches. 14. Also, there were seven sons of Sceva, a Jewish chief priest who did so. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus, I know. And Paul, I know, but who are you? That is in the spirit, you are not identified. Darkness knows light. Oh. Darkness knows light. I'm telling you, I have done deliverance to know that. Sometimes when you come close, they say, hey, leave me alone. They know. One of my mentors was just saying that when he was very low, then we followed his pastor for deliverance administration. One day, as he was, the pastor was doing deliverance, he was there too. You know, watching the other people there. Before, you know, the, the, the spirit that was in the passage all entered him. He said, was so embarrassed. They manifest him. <laughs> Jesus, I know. Paul, I know. Who are you in the spirit realm? So it means that there are some of us that are not recognized in the spirit realm. Who are you? Jesus, I know. Paul, I know. Who are you? When my parents separated, I was actually in my grandparents' house. When we were there. My grandparents used to serve Oboni, whatever, my mom, and all of that. So, I don't know if you are used to a Saba culture. They have this thing they call Egugu. No, I'm from Delta State. Delta Ibo. Egugu, right? Masquerade and all of that. My, my grandfather was in, in very involved. They would even share meat, bring it out. So, when my grandfather was very sick... He will, he will scream. People are people, people are he's seeing somebody. He's seeing this. He's seeing that. I stayed in that house for years before I got married. And I remember when I'm there, we'll be praying. I'll be praying. I'll be taking prayer. I'll wake up at night. I'll pray. In the spirit, I, I noticed that in my mom's village, there was a tree and there were padlocks of blood on that tree. It was in the spirit I heard the name of that tree. And when I woke up one day after praying, I told my mom, I said, Mommy, this, there's also and so tree in this place. It's the tallest tree in that village. I don't want to call the name of the village. My mom said yes, that they used to people go there, masquerades, and go and even worship. They do incantations and all there. My grandfather felt very sick. One day I would pray. When I'm praying, like, my grandfather will be stopping me from screaming in the house. I will pray. You know when you know where you're coming from, you can't just be silent. I will pray. I will pray. I will pray. Sometimes... I'll go out in the morning in front of my our village square. I'll be I'll be speaking. I'll be chanting. I'll, I'll be speaking in the Holy Ghost. I say, God, only you are different. Only you cannot end up like this. Only you cannot end up like this. When my grandfather was about dying and seeing people, I was not there. I was already married. My mom called me. And my grandfather is calling my name. And I say, Ah, if only I only was here, she would see these people. 
and will is the only prayer person in the house. Darkness knows lights. <laughs> it's not by shouting. They will know what you carry. My auntie was, was transfused, was giving 15 pints of blood. I was in university. I finished praying. I was lying down. I dropped my book. I was about reading. I just dropped my books. I saw a trance. I saw that she was taken to the hospital. I was in my school room, university. I called her. I called my mom, rather. I said, what's going on at home? She said, what do you mean? I said, Auntie Tina, you are taking her to the hospital. She said, yes. No, there's not much. She's almost dying. I went home. When I got home, they were negotiating on who will stay with her in the hospital. They say, ah, if I really leaves the house, who, no, no prayer can really be intense. Who will do the call I had to be the one because I did IT one time in that hospital. And when I was there, I saw my auntie taking up to 15 pints. She was not just taking the blood, she was also passing out the blood. I started praying. And meanwhile, opposite that her bed, somebody had died. I prayed. I woke the whole. It was a public ward. I don't know how many of you know Federal Medical Center, Saba. I prayed. I said, God, this woman will not die. Not under my watch. She was she was passing out blood. Her eyes told me. She said, I will call mama. Call this. Call that. I've tried. I said, you have not tried. I reject. She will no longer see me. But I said, God, I, I command your angels around. I cancel every spirit of death right now. I was speaking. I was speaking. I was speaking. I was speaking. Until before you know it, she said, give me food. I can see. Give me this. Give me that. To cut long story short, my people now came in the morning. And that was how strength started getting released into my aunt. And before you know it, they discharged at it. Today, she's still alive. Darkness knows lights. To think that during that prayer, even the woman that they have given up on her case, miracle happened to her. You can't be a mobile carrier of fire and things are stagnant around you. It's not possible. You cannot. All these one women, you are crying, complaining. Your altar is cold. Wake up. Wake up. Bible talking about Paul again in Acts 28 verse 3 to 6. He says, but when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks, he was in an island called Malta. And laid them on the fire. A viper came out because of the heat and fastened on his hands. A viper, snake, common cockroach. You shout fire, fire, Holy Ghost. And fastened on his hand. When I read this, I said, God, I'm not there yet. Because one time I was an NCCF mama. I went to Jigawa for rural rugged, cobra, uh, what do you call that? Scorpion stung me. Throughout that night, it was not so, it was not funny. I said, Che, this was me that was crying in here. They had to give me injection. I said, God, Viper. I said, Ah, Amelie, you're not there. Oh. Viper came out because of this and fasting on his hand. Four. But when the natives saw the creature, the creature hanging from his hand, they said to one another, No doubt this man is a murderer. Whom though he has escaped the sea, yet justice does not allow to live. And he shook off, like he shook off the viper into the fire and suffered no harm. Me, scorpion stung me. I was crying. They need to give me injection. A man like me, of like passions, viper, 
nothing happened. People were confused. This man must be a murderer. You see, you see, there's a way you're praying. People cannot know your they don't they don't know the name to really call you. How to ignite fire? We'll round off with this. Consistent prayers. Look at him, verse 1. Then he spoke a parable that men ought always to pray and not lose heart. In other words, even when the condition does not look like you should pray, pray. There is no condition to prayer. It is men or for men who are here physically. There's nothing like. You know, there are some guys, they want to, they want to choose a, a spouse. They are looking for a praying wife, but they are not prayerful. You are already working in error. It is an instruction. Men ought always to pray. Don't be looking for a praying wife and you don't even know how to pray. Who do you want to frustrate? Men always ought to pray and not lose heart. That is, even if the challenges are there, faintly pray challengingly pray you don't have any right to lose heart pray pray intensely pray consistently don't pray yesterday and you're not praying today it is always to pray don't pray six hours and tomorrow you don't pray again it is consistent prayers let's look at Daniel 2 verse 10 to 19 quickly consistent prayers one of the ways you can pray is have praying companions look at it the childlings, the childlings answered the king and said, There is not a man on earth. Nebuchadnezzar had a dream. Who can tell the king's matter? Therefore, no king, lord, or ruler has ever asked such things of any magician, astrologer, or childing. 11. It is a difficult thing that the king requests, and there is no other. Who can tell it to the king except the gods? Whose dwelling is what? 12. For this reason, the king was mad. He was infuriated. He was furious. And gave the command to destroy what? What did you read there? Huh? In their wisdom, they could not interpret the dream. 13, 13. So the decree went out and they began killing the wise men. <laughs> killing wise men. Wisdom, their realms wisdom cannot respond to. They began killing the wise men and they sought Daniel and his companions to kill them. 14. Then with counsel and wisdom. Daniel answered Ariok, the captain of the king's guard, who has gone out to kill the wise men of Babylon. He answered and said to Ariok, the king's captain, why is the decree from the king so urgent? Then Ariok made the decision known to Daniel. 16. So Daniel went in and asked the king to give him time that he might tell the king the interpretation. Then Daniel went to his house and made the decision known to who? Uh-huh. His words. That they might seek mercies from the God of heaven consigning this secret so that Daniel and his companions might not perish with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. And what happened? Then the secret was revealed to who? You, I cannot pray. I don't know what's going on. Go and have prayer partners. There are people you hang out with that when you are done having conversation with them, you just find yourself praying. You can't understand it. Go 
praying so that you can study your Bible. Enough of all this excuse. You came into 2023. You told yourself that I will pray like never before. See, now we've not seen prayer much more a praying machine. Go and look for friends that pray. Go and hang out with them. There is a kind of conversation that they will have. When you go, you just see yourself. If I, if I, in your tricycle, in the bus, in your car, you are just praying. I have a friend like that. But then when I don't on call like this, when I'm dropping the call, I'm praying. I'm praying. When I'm preparing for my conference, I must speak with her. And the secret was really, the secret, let me tell you, Daniel may not have prayed as much as those people. These people may have prayed more. But the secret was revealed to Daniel. When you hang out with those kind of people, you begin to have fresh revelation. My prayer partners. There was one year, in fact, three years ago, maybe two years ago, I was struggling with studying my Bible. Yes. It happens, so. It happens. I was struggling with studying my Bible. And I had to get, every time we have conversation, we hear one of my, she'll be giving exigencies of scripture. I say, ah, there's no pretense about this. I have to let her know. She will put me on an accountability watch, what they call it. She will send me scriptures. I must read and we must discuss it every day. She doesn't want to hear your schedule is tight. Don't just end in complaining. I don't know what's happening in my prayer life. You have, you have cried enough. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And you're not doing anything about it. Go and get partners that can stir you up to pray. Another way you can pray because it's consistent prayer that stir up fire. Go and get songs of ascent in your phone. They are called songs of ascent. There are sounds you listen to. You know, you don't have, you will just find yourself praying. You know, there are intercessory music ministers. You know them. When they begin to chant, they are singing, you are listening to their song, you just find yourself praying in the Holy Ghost. Sometimes the only thing I need to do, I may not pray loud, but I just need to repeat sound. Sometimes you will wake up in the morning, you just be singing the battle song. You don't know where it came from, in the kitchen, whatever. Have you been there? Don't end it there. Sound it on repeatedly. Keep on sounding. Put on your loop on your YouTube. There's a stirring that will happen in your spirits. And read song. Go and listen to songs of ascent. You will just see yourself ascending, ascending in the spiritual realm, but you cannot explain it. Esther 4, verse 10 to 16. We're going to pray in a few minutes. If you don't know how to pray, you will hold somebody today in a few minutes. Esther 4, verse 10 to 16. Then Esther spoke to Hatak, listen, and gave him a command for Mordecai. So Mordecai was on Esther and said, listen, the Jews will perish if you don't do anything about it. And all the king's servants and the people of the king's provisions. Esther was telling, Esther sent a message to Mordecai. Mordecai was on her. That listen, the Jews will perish you have to do something. Her man is an enemy. But Esther sent a message. Say, oh, the king's servants and the people of the king's province, oh, they know that any man or woman who goes into the inner courts to the king who has not been called, he has only one law. He will put all to death. Except the one to whom the king holds out the golden scepter that he may live. Even me, myself, I've not been called to go into my husband's room. I'm the one dissecting so you understand. Uh, the king was her husband, King Aceros. She has not been called to go into the king, 
for 30 days. Eh? I risen my life. Me and my husband were in the same house. I'm not saying for 30 What's going on? Which, which secrets? Which room? Do you know she had every right to go to where I was and say, King, I must see you. I must see you. She'll be tense. After get, I mean, after getting that kind of you know, in, uh, um, information. That is why when you receive certain information about your spouse, about anything, the first thing is not to be tense. first thing is to run to God. Yet, I myself have not been called to go into the king. 30 days. So they told Mordecai Esther's words. And Mordecai told them to answer Esther. Do not think in your heart, oh, that you escape in the king's palace any more than all the other Jews. For if you remain completely silent at this time, relief and deliverance will arise from the Jews from another place. My sister, if you remain silent at a time when there are issues, solution will come from another place. If you remain silent concerning the life of your children, the world will give them answer. If you remain silent concerning the life of your spouse, the world will give them answer. If you remain complete, how many of us are too silent about issues? Repeatedly, there's a cycle in your family, you are silent. If you remain convinced like at this time, relief and deliverance will arise for the Jews from another place. But you and your father's house will perish. Yet, who knows? Whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. Who knows whether you have been born for such a time as this. I don't care if you are the last, but who knows that the reason why you are last is because you have been born for such a time as this. Then Esther told them to reply to Mordecai. Say, go gather all the Jews who are present in Shushan. And fast for me. Neither eat nor drink for three days, night or day. There is power in fasting. No wonder God, Jesus said to his disciples, this kind can only go except what? He said, fast for me, neither eat nor drink for three days, night or day. My mates and I, ah, I took something from the scripture. When you are fasting your hands, make it a rule, everybody joins. Night or day, my mates and I, we fast likewise. I met, a, I met a guy some years ago, not so far. He used to be a courtist. He told me that when you want a particular cabal in their secret courts, capon level, you lock yourself. That, that, that period, you don't sleep with anybody. I say, ah, even darkness knows that purity brings power. He said, you don't sleep with anybody. Then they go on dry fast. The one that caught me, got me the most is, they will now read Psalm 91. Every day. You think darkness don't know secrets? And you, you are eating anyhow. You don't understand. It's the aroma of the food that was doing me. The things around you is not doing you enough. It's the aroma. That's when you remember you have Osa. The doctor diagnosed me for Osa. When, when Pastor say Kingdom Diplomats uh, members pray and fast, he said, You know, sir, give me an excuse. Hey, Pastor, I have doctor's report. Oh, so I should do. He said, I have Osa. Hey, that, that, my breath is doing me somehow. But you have forgotten that the time that you're suffering from Sakba, you could fast. Nothing happened to you. You could stay there. It was hunger strike. Neither eat nor drink for three days, night or day. My mates and I, we fast likewise. 
And so I will go to the king. It is against the law. Remember, naturally, she had not seen her husband for 30 days. But now, when she knew that she had, she had generated power, he said, I will go to the king which is against the law, and if I perish, some of you will pray like Hannah today, like Esther. You will pray like it's your last. If I perish, I perish. 17, so Mordecai went his way and did according to all that Esther commanded him. And now it happened on the third day, the third day of the fast, that Esther put on her royal robes and stood in the inner court of the king's palace across from, across from the king's house. And while the king sat on his royal train, and you know what happened? By the time she got there, the golden scepter was raised. The very thing that was against the law of King Ahasuerus. And Esther broke it. Why? Because she tarried. She stayed there. If I have to perish for my family, I will perish today. If I have to groan until I get that child like Hannah, that Eli looked at her and said, Ah! It felt like she was drunk. Have you ever been there? That is, you want it so badly, there's a posture you take. There is how bad you want power, there is a posture you take. It looks like you cannot even put your weights together. You are praying and you are groaning, but your weights are not articulating. That's how you pray. Can you rise on your feet today? Some of you want to say, if I perish, I give you a few minutes. I don't have time. I'm rushing. And you open your mouth. I told you about my auntie. I saw her take 15 pints of blood. Her PCV was 19. And I said, not under my watch. I was praying. I was praying like it was my last breath. The more I prayed, it looks like the blood was coming. I prayed until I began to see strength released upon her. How bad do you want this fire? How bad do you want it? Can you begin to pray in the Holy Ghost? I want you to do something very strategic. You're going to hold somebody. I want you to look for somebody. Leave your post. Leave your. It doesn't have to be your, the person standing. I'm serious. Be very fast about it. Listen, this is, watch me. This is how you're going to hold the person. You hold like this. Are you ready? Are you ready? Hold the person. The two or three are gathered together. Praise of God is very awesome. Can you begin to intensify? And say, Lord, give my neighbor this fire. Lord, help me, help me, help me. Allah, baba, baba. Open your mouth and pray. Ah, 
status quo. And so I press. I travel. I travel. Ministers pray. Hey! The Holy Ghost is here. The Holy Ghost is here. I see him with a pillar of fire. The Holy Ghost is here. 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 Victims of abuse. Listen, listen. Just lift up your hands. Just maintain that chance for me on the strings. Don't change it. Lift up your hands, everyone. <laughs> hey, I feel God. We are tired of excuses. We are tired of being intimidated. Tired of being oppressed. Tired of giving empty speech. And so in one minute, Holy Ghost intoxicates me now. Leave the hands of your neighbor. Lift up your hands. Just one prayer. Lord, intoxicate me. Silence everyone, just the strings. Lift up your hands, everyone. Silence. When I say silence, silence. Just lift up your hands. Everybody. Silence. Don't clap. Nothing. Just lift up your hands. Silence. Silence. Uh, uh. There is a groaning in your spirits. Thank you for listening to this message. We believe you were blessed. Don't be left out in this last move of God in the nations of the earth. For more of this audio messages, please click on the download link on our Facebook page at Kingdom Diplomat Engine or join us on Instagram. Lady Diplomat.